0: Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Today, I want to discuss an interesting development that I think shows a a good example of potential uh, issues that companies could get into when they use retirement funds to invest in potentially prohibited transaction deals. So this uh, particular... um, Situation arose from an article in the Wall Street Journal from June 19th that talked about McKinsey & Co., one of the largest, most respectable consulting firms in the country. Um, and the article discussed uh, several retirement fund investments um, that McKinsey & Co.'s retirement funds, which basically invests assets from employees and former employees of McKinsey, which is approximately $5.6 billion. So it's a pretty big bucket of cash that they used to invest in hedge funds and, and the like to get, obviously, good returns. So in this case, what ended up happening is the Wall Street Journal did some research about six bankruptcy cases that McKinsey & Co. actually advised on. And We're not really sure the type of fees they uh, generated or what their advisory role was, but they were uh, at least reported in uh, the bankruptcy filings of having some uh, role in the uh, advisory services And what ended up happening is the Wall Street Journal were able to uh, find out that McKinsey & Co.'s retirement funds through two hedge funds, White Box Advisors and Strategic Value Partners, actually used some of the retirement money to invest in these companies. So of course, the question then becomes, is that a prohibited transaction? Because we know you just can't take your IRA funds or 401k funds and invest them in any transaction. When it comes to 401k funds, there's really two things you can't do. You can't buy collectibles. Like art, and you can't do a transaction that directly or indirectly involves or benefits a disqualified person, which is the retirement account holder, uh, and lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter, and son-in-law, or engage in any self-dealing or conflict of interest transaction. Which basically means you made the investment to benefit yourself personally and not uh, the retirement account. So, what we need to look at in this case is whether. Um, McKinsey Co.'s retirement fund invested in these hedge funds who ultimately invested in these businesses, was that able to somehow benefit McKinsey's partners or employees by securing these advisory fees? And that's kind of where the um, conflict of interest prohibitive transaction rules would apply uh, under 4975. Uh, I think, obviously, it's a big stretch. Um, the article didn't really talk about private transactions. It talked more about um, conflict of interest and not disclosing their relationship and the fact that the retirement funds invested, um, which um, you know, I, I kind of took a different angle in this article. I wanted to look, since my interest is on private transactions and, and retirement accounts, I, I instead of focused on the bankruptcy uh, potential ethical issues, I looked at the retirement account issues. And, again, I think it's going to be a tough argument. The IRS, if they ever wanted to make it, or Department of Labor uh, would have a tough time uh, arguing that any privileged transaction occurred, mainly for two reasons. Number one, based off this article, it seems that um, the retirement account funds invested in, in these two hedge funds, White Box and Strategic Value, and they really didn't have any – control over what those two hedge funds did with the money. So once they invested in those companies, the, the McKinsey people didn't have uh, any control over those funds, and they couldn't tell those hedge funds, hey, invest in these six part, these six companies so we can get the advisory fees. So there was no quid pro quo, at least based off this article. So it's very hard to argue that the investment was done to benefit them personally if they had no control over the hedge fund. But again, I think it's a good... Um, a good example and it's a good exercise to kind of go through the application of these transaction rules to see how they can kind of rear their ugly head and and get people into trouble when they really don't think uh, any trouble uh, exists Um, and again the facts in this case because the the investment seems pretty uh, minimal I mean these these companies, six bankruptcy companies are huge huge corporations Um, talking about United Airlines um, you're talking about um, Edison, Mission Energy, uh, Sun Edison. Uh, these are huge companies. And again, it's unknown exactly how much was invested in these hedge funds, but based off this article, um, it seems that um, they, they were pretty uh, small. Um, and, and this is what the article said it said the retirement fund investments appear in filing with the Labor Department, and were cross checked against bankruptcy cases in which McKinsey played an advisory role. The investments were valued around $130 million. Um, and six cases account for half of the 12 Chapter 11 bankruptcy case in which McKinsey worked. So again, there are a big number of bankruptcy cases. The amount invested, $130 million, is not huge when you look at the size of these companies, 1000000000 the company. Uh, but there are, I mean, it's more than an insignificant amount. It's just not a super amount. Uh, however, in one case, it showed that the McKinsey retirement plan had $7 million in a portfolio that invested in Strategic Value Master Fund in 13. So- if you take $7 million compared to, you know, some of these huge companies, um, it's hard to argue that there's any self-dealing or conflict of interest. You know, a $7 million investment in a hedge fund that invested in United Airlines, uh, there's no way that anyone could argue that that would create um, – any type of quid pro quo or a conflict of interest privative transaction. Uh, and again, the whole point of this podcast is really not to um, you know, get McKinsey into trouble or, or to, to think or say they did anything uh, inappropriately or unethically or anything contrary to the privative transactionals. It's really just an exercise, um, getting people to think about private transactions. When you're doing retirement fund investments, make sure you understand the rules under 4975 the investment should benefit the retirement account only. It should not benefit the retirement account holder personally, their lineal descendants or entities associated with them. So, for example, when you buy Apple stock, you do it for hopefully that your IRA or 401k goes up in value, not to benefit yourself. Whereas if you bought a house with your IRA and lived in it, the IRS can make the argument that you made the investment not to help your IRA or 401k, but to help yourself personally since you get to live in that house. And that's the distinction. Uh, and it's an important distinction. You, obviously, you're, you're allowed to indirectly benefit from your retirement account. Clearly, as the retirement account goes up in value, you're indirectly benefiting. But you're actually not directly benefiting because you're not touching that money until you take a distribution. So um, that's kind of where we're at uh, in terms of this McKinsey case. It's an interesting situation. The Wall Street Journal did some great reporting. I commend them. Um, Gretchen Morgenson, Tom Corrigan, June nineteenth. You should take a look at it. Really good article. They did great work. Great investigative work and. Uh, and again, they brought out some of the conflict of interest and, and not disclosing their investments while they did some advisory fees um, services. Uh, I kind of took it from a different approach and talked about it from a private transaction um, question and. Um, yeah. And I've gotten some interesting feedback from people. And again, it's just always a good exercise to kind of see what's out there and make sure you understand the application of the private transaction rules. Um, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. I hope you found, found the podcast helpful, insightful. Uh, thanks for listening. You can follow us at IRAFG on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like us, Twitter, uh, uh, LinkedIn, um, and always call or email with questions. A um, abergman at irafinancial.com. Uh, thanks for listening and until next time.